Welcome to the podcast of Medora Pentecostal Church. We are a growing community of believers committed to bringing hope and building lives. We pray today's message is a blessing to you. We're going to read in Exodus chapter 3. I want to remind you of the greatness of our God today. I want to remind you of the greatness of our God today. Praise God. Exodus chapter 3, verse 10. Exodus 3 and verse 10. Come now, therefore, and I will send thee unto Pharaoh, that thou mayest bring forth my people and the children of Israel out of Egypt. Somebody say, God's got a plan always does and Moses said unto God who am I that I should go unto Pharaoh and that I should bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt and he said certainly I will be with thee and this shall be a token unto thee that I have sent thee when thou hast brought forth the people out of Egypt ye shall serve God or worship God upon this mountain and Moses said unto to God. Behold, when I come to the children of Israel and shall say, and they say unto me, What is his name? What shall I say unto them? And God said unto Moses, I am that I am. Say that with me. I am that I am. And he said, Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, I am hath sent me unto you and I want to talk to you today about the great I am the great I am Heavenly Father we come before you today this O Lord Jesus is your church and we need your help we come today Lord because we need our soul fed would you help me Lord serve that to our people and somehow through these lips of clay Will you feed the souls of hungry people? Lord, will you speak to those that are not right with you today that they do so? May we, Lord Jesus, see revival come in the middle of all this mess. And we're going to give you praise for it all in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. The Lord bless you. You can be seated at the great I am. To those who are believers... To those who have faith in God, the Almighty is at once believable and at the same time boggles our mind. Anybody here realize that there is just something about God you can't explain? There are no adjectives to describe the Lord of glory. There are no adverbs big enough to properly convey his unsearchable greatness. Try as you will, you will exhaust all vocabularies and intellect and still could not convey his matchless greatness. We still find ourselves coming up short of what can describe our eternal, immortal, and only wise God. 
Consider with me the, the character in question today and the primary one that is involved in this discussion with God is Moses. I believe that in Faith's Hall of Fame, Moses has a wing all his own. His colorful life is vividly illustrated as both a national leader, an author, and a prophet of God. He is described as Jehovah's slave in Numbers 12. He is described as Jehovah's chosen and also the man of God. Who can think about the different aspects of Moses and not be in wonder of his relationship with God? From the parting of the Red Sea to seeing the back parts of God. To being the one that is said to speak to God face to face. This guy has a wing all his own. Moses was on the cutting edge and the leading edge of one of the greatest events of all of Israel's history. Known as the Exodus. His ministry ushered in a new dispensation of revelation of law and relationship with God. God would show up before Moses and Israel in unprecedented ways. But the first time we find Moses getting a voice from the Lord, you will find him on the backside of the desert. In Exodus chapter 3 and verse number 1, it says, Now Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the backside of the desert and came to the mountain of God, even to Horeb. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. And he looked and behold, the bush was not burned uh, and was not consumed. And Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush is not burnt. When the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called unto him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses. Moses said, Here am I. And he said, Draw not nigh hither. Put off thy shoes from off thy feet, for the place where thou standest is holy ground. Moreover, he said, I am the God of thy father, uh, uh, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon God. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people which are in Egypt, and have heard thy cry, their cry by reason of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. And I've come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians, and bring them up out of the land unto a good land, and a large, and unto a flow, uh, land flowing with milk and honey, under the place of the Canaanites, and the Hittites, and the Amorites, and the Perzites, and the Hivites, and the Jebusites, and all the other now therefore behold the cry of the children of Israel is come to me and I have also seen the oppression wherewith the Egyptians oppressed them come now therefore I will send thee unto Pharaoh that thou mayest bring forth my people the children of Israel out of Egypt so he's thinking of the logistics no doubt he's thinking of the people the close to three million people that he's got to lead out of Egypt how is that going to happen? How is Pharaoh going to turn them loose? How is he going to listen to them? How am I going to lead that many people? How are we going to carry that many people out of Egypt? Amen. It is time for re revival. It's time for deliverance. It is time for a move of God, but still Moses is 
reluctant, reluctant because he doesn't know the how. I want to tell you that that God puts us on a place on the brink of something divine and great. And yet we are reluctant because we don't always know the how. So he said, uh, uh, Moses said unto God, who am I? Verse 11, who am I? Somebody say, who am I? Amen. Who am I that could see God use me? Who am I that I could see God work through me? I was elated and excited to hear about those from our church that are going on staff at the school. I'm excited to hear that because I know that's one more prayer warrior in the life of a child. I know that it's one more person that can help them through a crisis. Amen. They, they, they may say that we're trying to overtake the school. That's absolutely untrue. We want God to over overtake the school we want the Holy Ghost to overtake the school and there are times that we want we we see God has got something great for us but we're reluctant and we say who am I that you should use me in verse 12 the Lord said certainly I'll be with thee and this shall be a token unto thee that I have sent thee when thou hast brought forth this people out of Egypt ye shall serve God he's saying you're going to come back to this mountain and you're going to worship you're going to come back to this mountain and you're going to serve me and Moses said unto God behold when I come to the children of Israel and shall say unto them the God of your fathers hath sent me unto you they shall say to me what is his name Amen. You know what a name is? A name represents character. A name represents authority. A name represents more than just a title. It's who you are. Who's the God? And this is what the Lord said, amen, when Moses declared, who shall I say sent me? Amen. Lord, I can't. Lord, it's impossible. It's logistically impossible. There's no way Pharaoh's going to let them go. Lord, I can't. Amen. Lord, I can't. But God said, I'm going to tell you what you're going to tell them. I am that I am. I am hath sent me unto you. The Hebrew word here is which means I will be what I will be. It is the God of essence, force, and energy, and being who is self-existence. God said, I am who I am. I am what I am. I don't need anything outside of me to exist. I exist within myself. Amen. I am the reason for my own existence. God needs nothing to exist. Somebody say amen. God needs nothing to help you. God needs nothing to help me. God needs nothing to move in our area other of our life other than this. I am that I am. I will be who I will be. Hallelujah. All other entities have their reason for their existence outside of themselves. We are finite and dependent. God is infinite and not contingent upon any necessity of a being, amen, to exist. It is impossible for God by definition not to be. He is non-dependent. His very essence is that of perfection. He is the I am. He is the present God. He is the God of the moment. He's the God of 
of the time. Oh, I know he's the God of Acts chapter 2. I know he's the God of 1914 when our church began. I know he's the God of yesterday, and I know he'll be the God of tomorrow. But what God wants you to know today is that he's the God of now. He is the God in this very moment, right where you are, right what you're dealing with. Not just tomorrow. I know he'll be with me tomorrow, but I want to tell you, he wants you to know he'll be with you now. I am. Ravi Zacharias explained God in one sentence like this. Quote, he's the only entity in existence. The reason of whose existence is in himself. Unquote. Pretty good. But I like what Isaiah wrote. In Isaiah 45 and 5, speaking of our God, I'm the Lord and there's none else. I'm the Lord and there's none else. There's no God beside me. I gird thee though thou hast not known me. Stop for a minute. Listen to me very clearly. I, I, I love for you to take notes, but listen to me very clearly. God and Corona are not co-equal opposites. God and Satan are not co-equal opposites. God and all the power of darkness are not co-equal opposites. What it means is there's not an equal sign between God and Satan, but rather there's a greater sign. Come on, you math scholars. You understand what that means is that God is bigger and greater than anything else you put on the equation. Put your problem over here and put God over there and there will always be a greater sign. Hallelujah. Well, pastor, I prayed and God didn't answer. He's still God, isn't he? Maybe he just didn't answer like you thought. Pray for healing and it didn't happen like you thought. Pray for a financial blessing and it didn't come the way you thought. But I'm reminding you today until your dying day, amen, he's going to be with you, amen, and then he'll be with you through eternity thereafter. This moment of life is just a vapor. It's just a moment. Hallelujah. I'm looking for the one that said, I'll be with you through eternity. Hallelujah. But that also means he is now with me. Now with me. Isaiah 44 and 6. Thus saith the Lord, the King of Israel, and his Redeemer, the Lord of hosts. I am the first, and I am the last. And there is, beside me, there is no other God. I am the first, and I am the last. In Isaiah 43 and 11, I, even I, am the Lord. And beside me, there is no Savior. Do you see a theme here? I'm the Lord. I am, and there's none beside me. Amen. Verse 12, I have declared and I have saved and have showed when there is no strange God among you. Therefore, ye are my witnesses, saith the Lord, that I am God. Yea, before the day was, I am he. And there's none that can deliver out of my hand I will work and who shall let it hallelujah for, for a moment let me just tell you God is saying here in this word who shall let it it does not mean the modern English idea of who shall allow it let's allow God let's let God no it's I will work and the old English is who shall hinder it who shall stop it who shall Moses said, Lord, I can't talk. 
very well. God's answer was, I am. <laughs> Moses said, Lord, I've tried this before and failed miserably. God's answer was, I am. I am. <laughs> Lord, Israel won't listen to me. God's answer was, I am. I am. Lord, Pharaoh will hate me. Lord, Pharaoh will hate me. And God's answer was, I am. I am. Hallelujah. I don't know what you're dealing with today, but why don't you just put all your excuses, lay them all out on the line, lay them out on the table, and say, but God, I can't talk. God, I can't do this. God, I can't do that. I'm laying it all out on the table. And he will answer you with this word. I am. I am. I, I don't know about my job how about it, brother Bob I don't know about my job but I am I am can change things in a matter of moments I don't know about what my future holds I don't know about my health but I am is who I'm going to trust in I don't know about these things but I do know he is the I am the present one tomorrow don't know about it Yesterday, I'd like to forget about. Come on, somebody. But today, where I'm living at right now, I need something for right now. And it is, he is I am. He is with me. He is for me right now. He's with me. He is for me right now. Whatever I need, he's with me. Jehovah Jireh, he's my provider. Amen. He is the, the I am provider. He is Jehovah Rafi. Amen. He is my healer. He is Jehovah Nisi. The Lord is our banner. How about the choir song? You remember that. He is Jehovah Shalom. The Lord is my peace. My peace for right now. Anybody need peace in this crazy world? Does anybody else feel the oppression of this spiritual age that we're in? Anybody else feel like the, the, the whole life comes down upon you after one thing after another? Well, he said, I will be your peace. Whatever the trial, he said, I'll be your peace. I'll be your shepherd. I'll be your righteousness. I will be present. The word is Jehovah Shammah. The Lord is present. Somebody say present. Lord, I know you're here yesterday. I know you'll be, but it's present right here, right now. Amen. You might just need to remember this in the next few days. Lord, present. Lord, present. <laughs> I, I, that's enough to make a mummy shout. Hallelujah. The Bible says that he is the Alpha and Omega. That means that in our English, we would say he is the A and the Z. He is A to Z. He's what you need. He is advocate. He's the bread of life. He is the comforter. He is my defender. He is eternal life. He's the faithful and true. He is the ind indispensable gift. He is my hiding place we preached about recently. He is Emmanuel. He is Emmanuel. You remember what Emmanuel is? God. 
with us. Hallelujah. Somebody say, God is with me. God is with me. God is with us. He's Emmanuel. He's the judge of the whole earth. He's the king. He's the living water. He's the master. He's the name above every name. A to Z. He got you covered. He's our offering and sacrifice. Hallelujah. He's the prince of peace. He's the one who uh, brings quiet to our troubled life. He's the redeemer. Amen. He's the savior. He is the truth. He is the unchanging one. He is the victor. He is the wonderful counselor. He is Zion's king. I want to tell you from A to Z, whatever you need, you must remember that he is the great I am. It's hard for this mind of mine to comprehend anything that's not relegated to time. Because everything that we do is based on time. But God is not. <laughs> the prophet Isaiah said in Isaiah 40 and 12, Who hath measured the waters in the hollow of his hand? Who have cupped all the waters of the world in the hollow of his hand and meteorite heaven with a span? God goes like this to all the oceans of the world and to the stars and the universe and the galaxies. He just spreads his hand. And comprehend the dust of the earth in a measure and weigh the mountains and scales and the hills in balance. The span of the hand is the length between the thumb and the outstretched forefinger, they tell us. The prophet said the heavens are but the span of his hand. From the family Bible notes, we find this. God's infinite perfections ensure the fulfillment of his promises to his people. His power is absolute. He can be hindered by no obstacle. His understanding is infinite. He cannot err or be in perplexity. In respect to the means he has or shall employ. His goodness and truth are eternal. And he will not alter his covenant with those that he loves. In the darkest of days of adversity. They may find rest assured. They may rest assured that he is doing all things well in their behalf. Amen. He's doing all things well. He, he has, he's got it all. He's got the whole world in his hands. He's got the whole, I don't know if he can help me. In his hands, he's got the, I don't know if I'll make it. In his hands, he's got the whole world in his hands. Sing it again. He's got the whole world. I don't understand, but he's got the whole world in his I don't have it figured out, but he's got the whole world. He's got the whole Now listen to this. Psalm 147 and 3. He healeth the broken in heart and bindeth up their wounds. He telleth the number of the stars. He calleth them all by their names. Sorry, if you're putting your name out there to be as a gift, we're going to have a star named after you. 
He's already done that. He telleth the number of the stars and calleth them by their names. Great is our Lord and of great power. This blows my mind. His understanding is infinite. His understanding is infinite. Science has calculated that the human eye can see close to 9,000 stars on a clear night. Grab a pair of binoculars and the number jumps to over 200,000. Get a small telescope and you can watch and find 15 million stars. According to astronomers, the Milky Way is an average-sized galaxy. It has around, it is around 100 light years across. Science estimate it contains 400 billion stars. There are some larger galaxies out there that have more than a trillion stars. Astronomers estimate there are more than 170 galaxies. A new study suggests that there are mind-blowing 300 sectillion stars. Three times more than science once calculated. That is three followed by 23 zeros or three trillion times 100 billion stars. And God said, the I am said, I know them all by name. I know them all by name. And if he sees the lily and he knows about the sparrow that falls, how much more? Or does he know you that wear his name that wear the name of Jesus he knows my uprising and my down sitting he knows when I'm oppressed and when I feel victorious he knows me he knows me he knows me why he's the great I am He is the I am. How about that beautiful psalm? We should commit to memory and place deep in our heart. 46. Our God is our refuge and strength. A very present help in trouble. I started doing a study and just breaking down that word phrase. A very present help. Because I really wanted to preach this in my message as man, he's a present God. He's a present God. Man, that really sounds good. But doesn't that sound good for a message? He's a present God. <sighs> yes, he's always accessible. Yes, he's always present. But that's not the depth of the meaning of that phrase. It means that his help is greater than any expectation. You see, the emphasis is not on the present. It's on the help. I said the emphasis in that word grammatically is not on the present. It is on the help. What I need. He's already said he's a present God. That's not the question. The question is, can he help me in my present situation? And the answer is yes. Yes. Yes, I believe. Yes, I believe. Matter of fact, the translation and ever-present help in a traditional sense is you find it in the Masoretic text. And it reads like this. In trouble, he will be found a help exceedingly a help exceedingly he is my present exceeding help hallelujah 
the emphasis should rather fall on the great help they say amen that the Lord is rather than trying to describe his continuous nature I believe today that he has proven time after time track record is clean from Genesis to 2020 he is an exceeding present help hallelujah He's the God who was, the Bible says. He is the one who is to come, the Bible says. But sometimes we need to stop and see that he is also the ever-present I am. Call upon the Lord. Hear me just for a minute. I know you know this, but let me remind you. When the pressures feel like your head's in a vice, would you just do this? Jesus, I need help right now. You can't get anybody else to pray for you. You know, you just, Jesus, I need you right now. Thank you for joining us today. We pray you have been encouraged. If you would like more information about Medora Pentecostal Church, you can check out our website at www.medorachurch.com. Set